G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our review and rank series for Eurovision 2023. And today we're talking about Albania. Yes, uh, we're actually off to Albania after this year's competition. Yes, after each Eurovision, we generally like to get away somewhere where we can just chill and relax. And we're going to a lovely little beach area on the south coast of Albania. And before we get there, may I say what a delightful and hospitable, warm people Albanians are, right? Just before we even get there. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the movie The Taken. I think they've moved on from that from now. So I think we're all good. All right, well, let's talk about Albania in the Eurovision Song Contest. Now, in the last 10 years, they've got a 50% qualification record. And that kind of feels about right. You know, it feels like they get something in there and then sometimes they miss out, maybe sometimes by not too much. And actually, they had three qualifiers in a row from 2018 to 2021, including Jürgen Buschpepper, who came 11th, which was just outside the 10, which they did get back with Rona in 2012 when she finished in fifth place. So after those three qualifiers in a row, they did miss out last year with Renella coming in 12th place. So just missing out. So really, the last few years, they've definitely been there and thereabouts. And in the new system, she was in the top 10 of the televote, wasn't she? She was indeed. Mm. But then Yugen would have missed out missed out in 2018. Yeah, swings and roundabouts. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, who do they have for us this year, Doug? They had Albina and Familia Calmente with Duye. Duye. Albina Kalmende is a 25-year-old Kosovo-Albanian singer-songwriter. She studied clarinet and piano and started performing together with her family under the name Family Band. That doesn't sound culty at all, does it? (laughs) She rose to fame after placing as runner-up in the fourth series of The Voice Albania in 2014. Now, during her run, she did sing Sus by Rona Nishil, the 2012 Albanian entry. Now, for Eurovision, she'll be joined on stage by her mother, Albana, her father, Buya, alongside her brother, Albin, and sisters, Vesa and Sidorella. She came second at Festivalia Kungus, where the juries gave the win to Elsa Lila, her coach from The Voice, Albania. Ah. Mm. However, she did win the first ever televote at the festival that decided who should head to Liverpool to represent the country in 2023. And I think it was definitely the right choice. We loved Fic. We always do watch it. And I think they had the right Fic winner and they had the right Eurovision choice. Yes, because if anyone doesn't know out there, generally the winner who was always chosen by juries got the ticket to Eurovision. But this year they changed it up a little bit, gave the public a bit of say, and they said yes to Alpina. Indeed. Well, let's start talking about some of the pros of this uh, entry. Now, number one, Albina. She has impact. She looks like what we would expect from an Albanian pop star. She has the look. But then she comes out with this really kind of like heartfelt ballad and this big wailing note to start with. And I love that juxtaposition of the whole thing of her as this looking modern pop star, but doing something really traditional. Now, from the opening Wales, this song is unmistakably from this region. It has an identity and it will resonate with many fans out there who really do love this type of traditional modern fusion. And she really, really commits to it. 
Exactly. And I think this is the unique selling point, right? This family connection on stage, this traditional kind of Balkan sound. I think it kind of harks back to a bit of 2000s Balkan ballads we saw in that era. And hey, they did very well back then. And we've got a new televote system again this year. So nothing else is like this in the competition this year. That I definitely will agree with. Now, staging-wise, I think this kind of takes care of itself. Now, I'm expecting some good mood lighting that progresses throughout. And, of course, we have Albina and the family on stage, which I also like that she gives a focal point. Yes, I'm sure we'll have a moment to connect with all the other family members, but we will have her to focus on. And all they really need to do is highlight some moments, stick to some very choreographed movements, which I think we've already seen in the pre-parties, and I think we've got a pretty good package already. Yeah, you're right, actually, because there's so many of them. And you're right, she's got to be the focal point. And yes, we can go to the other family members, do it right and shoot it well. Yeah, there's not like going to be doing, you know, they're not doing fuego out there. I can't imagine Mama and Papa are going to be twerking <laughs> in the background, no. And also, can I say the duya bit is really quite hooky. Like, I know it doesn't, it's not your traditional hooky type of thing, but you know it by the end of the song. It sticks in your head. The chorus, with all the wailings and all the other kind of things going on, but that chorus sticks with you. Yeah, and the song itself, throughout the three minutes, it progresses. We pick up in tempo, we pick mm. up in instrumentation and plus we also of course have the uh, element of the family joining her so there's plenty of potential moments here which should keep the viewers entertained throughout the three minutes right well let's move on to some of the drawbacks of the song now i think traditional is good and it works and it did work in the past but i think maybe the contest might have moved on a little bit when balkan ballads are being done well they do have an accessibility i think and this might just be a little two from the region to do well enough overall. Mm, I was going to say also, not everybody goes for this type of genre, do they? It can almost come across as a little bit dated. Now you add to it on stage, we have those older family members and it does start to get a maybe a little yestier. Yeah, and it can be a bit like, I actually find them, it's kind of cute in a way, but it can be a bit awkward like they have caught them in some interesting camera shots and i don't know for example what they're going to do in that instrumental there's an instrumental part there which is normally a traditional bit where there would be a bit of dancing and movement and they kind of stepped around a little bit on stage previously i don't know what they're going to do yeah i noticed at the pre-parties they all sort of went out on their own thing and started clapping and trying to get the crowd into the whole thing whether they incorporate that into the performance i'm not sure but i was wondering what they're going to do during that instrumental as well mm. The song as a composition is fine, but it's really only the wailing and the chorus that sticks with me. Now, the rest of the song seems to rely on a fair bit of overproduction to add some drama to it. And although we do get the duye to hold on to, it gets a little bit repetitive after a while. Yeah, I have to admit it does. I mean, I like it, but it does do that, actually. And look at Spain and how they've done traditional and she has her big wailing moments. That feels very modern and fresh, and this feels a bit like we talk about park and bark. This is a bit stale and whale. Like it's just there and it just does its thing. And I just think, again, I think we need a little bit more from it as well. And also, the traditional diaspora, which has helped uh, Albania in the past, like countries like Switzerland, a couple of the particular Balkans, not some of the other ones, um, <laughs> they generally have really helped in the televote. And they're not there in their semi final mm. this year. And I think I always kind of feel like there's Lithuania and Albania next to each other in that second half. To me, one of them are going to get through. 
And I just felt like Lithuania has the better nations voting for it. And that is going to count when you're in that kind of, you know, neck and neck qualification. Yeah, I did notice they didn't have some of their big televote allies around them in this semi-final this year. Well, as always, Dale, the review and ranks isn't just about our opinions. It's also that of the amazing Aussie Vision contributors as well. And what have they thought of Albina and the Familia Calmende? <laughs> they have um, ranked Albania with Albina. It's going to be complicated at times. Uh, they've put that in 28th. Oh, okay. That's fairly low. Yeah, I, I expected this to be in the 20s from the team. Um, I'm glad it's not in the 30s. I would have been disappointed. But uh, 28th is a... Uh, let's face it, it's not good, but it's not bad. I will say this was released very late as far as the recorded version went. Uh, and we didn't probably have a lot of time to ruminate on this one compared to some of the others. And I think that does work as a disadvantage sometimes as well. Kind of was around since December, though. Yeah, but that's on a live YouTube video as far as getting it on spotify or anything we didn't get it till very very late it's almost like you've had the way too early and people mm. forget about it and then the new version way too late so yeah mm. you're right on both sides doesn't work so uh, it had two top tens though even from the 28th it did have four in the 30s so not a huge amount so a lot of people were putting it in the 20s i think the average ranking was 23rd but that gets you 28th overall mm. so who are we hearing from this week we're hearing from Liv, and we're hearing from josh in recent years, Albania just hasn't missed when they've sent songs in Albanian. They are just so charming, authentic, genuine. They just kind of, they're kind of like Portugal. They just do their own thing, right? They're like, you either like us as we are or you can kind of get stuffed, basically. And I absolutely adore that. Duya has something special. It's got these generations on stage. They're all vibing out together. That is just you know, I'm a cold-hearted woman, and this song absolutely melts my heart. That little orchestral, it's definitely not a pop drop, but I treat it like a pop drop. That is, it goes hard for me. That all little orchestral breakdown slaps, absolutely bottle it, send it straight up my veins. I love this entry. Albania has done it again. I swear they are the most consistent country in Eurovision, apart from probably Sweden. They might have been doing the same formula and doing the same thing for the last like five years, but it works every single time. I think yet again, they're going to defy the odds and qualify and get a cruisy place around like 20th or something like that. I just love the song. It's a slow burn. It's emotional with the whole family getting involved in the song. And I think it's going to do well. And I just love it. Keep doing what you're doing, Albania. Well, great comments from our contributors. I'm going to pick up on, yes, the multi-generational thing. It is a point of difference, and it's something that gives you a little bit of that warm and fuzzy feeling. And also, this is very true to that Albanian sort of formula and style that they do. Maybe formula is the wrong word, but style. And it's been working for them in general. So, yeah, well done. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the family stuff is there for a good reason. Eurovision isn't just for the gays on a Saturday night duck walking to Belgium. Like, there's a lot of families watching it. And even if you don't know the language, you're going to enjoy that and the, what they bring in, the essence of it. And I think Liv made a really good point, And I think what Josh was also touching on, the Albanian language, when they bring it on, they do get through. And more often than not in recent years, when people don't expect it, and so I think it still was very much a sneaky chance to get through. It really is a unique song in this lineup. 
All right, Dale, well, I'll kick us off on our rap and ranks. Now, this isn't going to be a song to excite everybody, but I do think it has its appeal. The live performances we've seen are highly competent, and I expect even another gear to be found in Liverpool. Now, the final version of the song has added some punch, and in a close semi-final, I think this is a pretty good chance. For me personally, it's not the type of music I seek out, but by no means is this awful. It has its moments, but I probably won't be revisiting it after Liverpool, to be honest. I've ranked Duya in 27th. Okay, so you're around the team. Very much around the team. And Mike says, Albania. It's not awful. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. And I think it was because I had been exposed to it in December, really didn't you know, interact with it much until very, very late. So, yeah, maybe I'd, I, it had just given chance to drift away. No, fair enough. And look, from my side, look, I'm a fan of Albania generally, and I'm a fan of the century. It had immediate impact on me at their national final at uh, FIC from her wailing at the very start. It absolutely grabs me, and I love that stuff. And it is really easy to remember and enjoy that chorus, as I mentioned earlier. I love the theme of the family, and I think that gets forgotten a lot with the fans about who actually watches the show on the Saturday night. It is one night of the year that Europe comes together, and a lot of Europe, not just you know a certain percentage of it. Uh, she is amazing, and I'm actually here for the kind of awkward Balkan family realness that's going on in the background at times. I think this will do better than people expect. I'm a little worried it might fall just short, but it's certainly on the cusp of qualifying, and it certainly can. I love it. I put it in 14th. Oh, okay. So in the teens for you. Yeah, it was, you know, it was in my top 10 for a long time, and mm-hmm. it was just, as we did the rankings, a few just jumped up in front of it, and, you know, I think performance-wise, it could jump back in there, or, as I said, I think earlier in the season somewhere, 9th to kind of 15th, 16th was all about the same for me. Mm, I think it is about the staging on this one. It could end up being, oh, wow, that looked really, really great, and I kind of see another dimension, or you just go, oh, is that it? That's kind of what I was expecting. Yeah, I'm, I'm really just interested to see how this goes. I kind of think about like 2021 with Karma. Yes. And I just think Karma had more than this for people to grab onto. So I'm just worried this might be 11th, 12th Hmm. on the night. That's just my concern. Well, I guess we'll see in Liverpool there, Dale. I'm looking forward to it. I love a bit of Albania. And regardless what happens, we're going to be sitting on a beach and drinking a very cheap cocktail (laughs) once the competition's over in Albania. Where I won't be mentioning that I put it 27th, that's for sure. (laughs) All right, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, guys. As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. You can follow us on our social media channels at AussieVisionNet. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 Aussie Vision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.